0: Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all are brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer, we can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead. I am Tiffany,
1: liquid enthusiast. And
0: welcome to episode five of the Link Up series of Beer Notish, the podcast. You did that really well. Oh, thank you. That was the first time. That I, could, yeah. yeah, sometimes I forgot
1: what my yeah. random random name for this podcast you did it sometimes we question but yeah it it was I was like don't question it this time Tiff just roll with it you you know yeah I felt it yeah I
0: love it this evening ladies and gentlemen this has been a fantastic season so far it's uh you know we didn't know what to expect going into it obviously all the breweries are you know we know relatively well and um you know they're very easy conversations but they've all really surprised us about how insightful they've been and how interesting and engaging all these conversations about this topic you know because we can't we're not really trying to expand on this one this is very like you know keeping it uh focus exactly right so this evening we have uh our co-founders with us and uh you know the fifth brewery to participate in the launch and uh you know this one we're going to probably be able to give you guys a much you know a much more in-depth uh, background and understanding of the program and why yeah. it exists and what we're trying to do and actually how it works because I think you know maybe there isn't as much information about that out there that just yet and this is our first opportunity to really you talk know about
1: yeah it. shine some light on what's going on in the background you know yeah. and what we're really working towards so hundred yeah, excited.
0: with that in mind we are going to bring on Jacob and Danielle of Click it there it is of Saint Cambaron. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, guys. Hey, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Know, you. you guys look beautiful. Oh, you guys Same are to stunning. You. Same to disgusting. you. gorgeous. It's be <laughs> on this podcast this evening. Um, such a pleasure to have you both on. Uh, you know, we've uh, we've been working very closely all year. A lot of people only saw, when I say a lot of people, like everybody, only saw the fruits of our labor in uh, in August, I guess. Wasn't it? No. Right? Yeah. Just Was that August or July. July. July, late July, early August, but we've been working on this. Yeah. I think since January, potentially even last year. Been working
2: on this for seven, seven, eight months, I, I'd say.
0: Yeah, it's you know uh, been a labour of love for all of us. You know, a lot of learning, and you know, lot, it was something new for all of us. So we're really going to get into that tonight. Um, so it's a genuine pleasure to have you guys back on. By the way, if you want to hear the full Saint Ambaron story, hit up episode thirty. Of the adjunct series podcast, where we had a great chat with Jacob. I think it was, um, I think Noah and Chris were there too, yeah? From memory.
1: I think Chris was there? Oh, did they freeze? Did you guys freeze?
0: Uh oh. let see you if they come back. This whole time. How's it freeze? That's so strange. We literally
1: talked for an hour and a half before this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this.
0: Uh, We can give it a second see if it comes back.
1: Yes, Um, who was on that one? Let me double check while we're waiting. They might drop out and
0: come back. Yeah, if they drop out and come back in, we can can Um, keep it talking. Um, It was yeah episode 30, and uh, we talked about their their full history. They opened up in May last year, and uh, right before, right in the middle, I'm sorry, of the pandemic on the same day as Third Moon. So, you know, they're kind of like twinsies as such. Um, So, you know, definitely check that podcast out. Here we go, they'll dial back in a sec and learn more about Sankiem's story because it is very cool. But this evening, um, you know, we're going to really get into this. So we have uh, Jacob and his wife, Danielle. So she's been, a, you know, a part of Link Up from the beginning and also, you know, heavily involved in Sankiem Baron and how that all goes as well. So we're going to get into that. We're going to actually crack their beer to get started. Their Link Up beer, look at that. Ooh, is beautiful now. Gorgeous. We're gonna I wonder if we should wait till they dial back yeah, in. Can just you just tell them to uh, dial back in?
1: Message to see if they Probably. can just dial back
0: in. Yes. The four first four beard Dominion City came in with a pale ale, uh five percent. Town came in with an IPA at six percent. Um Brewski came with a double IPA at eight point five percent. Third Moon came in with a uh an IPA, I think it was also six point five there. And now Sankey did something a little different, so they were all kind of, you know, New England hazy kind of gems. They did a Cascadian Dark Ale, which I believe is a like another name for a black IPA. Well, there hello, we go. welcome back. We got you. I did not know what happened.
1: We froze too, I imagine, we're right? Yeah. I imagine we froze too. I was like, how are we talking for like forty-five minutes and it never froze once? And they were like, all right, let's record. And then. Uh,
0: and then of it goes.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Of course, right.
1: Very love that.
3: Oh no! <laughs> oh, it's
0: the it's the beauty of uh, of tech. If people are used to it, that's why I appreciate it all a lot now. The everybody is really cool. That's why that was the problem. My input is too high. Okay, there you go. Um, everyone is really cool about technology failure in uh, in these yeah. times because yeah. everyone's using it. It is you know even though things are getting mostly back to normal, there's still a lot of communication like this. So people are chill. So thank you for bearing with us. We kept yes. talking. We kept it going. Yes, um, I was just showing the the beer itself we're going to finally get into that one and i was just explaining that this was the first uh non-direct ipa yes i guess a cascadian dark ale which if i'm not mistaken is a black ipa is that accurate
2: yeah cascadian dark ales are sort of like uh predecessor of the black ipa the black ipa came in sort of like a, it's a hoppy dark ale basically um traditionally was hop with uh, cascadian hops um, What's a cascade? So sorry. What's a cascadian hop? Uh, it's, it's not a cascadian hop. It's a cascade hop. So cast whatever a cascade hops from the Pacific uh, from from the West yeah. Coast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. use uh, cascade hops in those beers. So we t- we did a take on it. Um, we we just decided to call it that because we didn't hop this one as much as the first black IPA we did, which was a collaboration with Lotre and Elmer. Gotcha. Uh, um, so we just like to zig when everybody zags at Saint I think, uh, and uh, and for for link up when people were sharing their beer recipes with us, and uh, everybody was doing IPAs, and we love IPAs. And we love the breweries we worked with who did IPAs and they all did a wonderful job. Um, We just wanted to throw a bit of uh, something different in the mix for uh, our collaboration. Uh, And because fall was uh, descending upon us, we thought a Cascadian dark ale would make for a nice roasty Fall beer, so we decided to go with that uh, for for our uh, link-up initiative. And descending
1: fall is, isn't it? Very quickly, very swiftly, just (laughs) coming
2: through. Very. Very.
1: Well, first
0: of all, guys, cheers. Cheers. Pleasure. Cheers. Cheers, guys. guys. Get it in, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. Delicious.
1: Nice. This is my first time trying it, you know.
2: Yeah, we waited. Yeah, we waited. Oh, you waited this Mm -hmm. whole time? Because I think I've had the beer for… Probably a week or a few No, well, or... we missed
0: Chris by an hour. We left and went to Prince Edward County, and he came afterwards, so he left it with his cousin who lives here as well. Yeah. So he, uh, people might know Dan, but, uh, yeah, he grabbed them for us, so he had them sitting in his He lives in the, and the
1: building, week. and, like, Chris had to, like, sneak the beer in, like, a bush somewhere and be like, hey, like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, hey, made it work. Um, Actually, I hope no one listening knows this because there's, like, a special – Bush drop-off process we have now with Chris. Yeah. No, it's no. very good. Yeah. No, yeah. No, <laughs> I know. No. I know. I know. Now we like working, going through our yard trying to find. Trying to find like, the, <laughs> the
0: Trying to beer. find
1: the San Kim. Um, no, this is fantastic. This is great. This is so great. I, and I love that you did something different. I think that's, that's very cool.
0: Yeah. I think it really broke up. You were right. Like, it really broke up the, the hops. I mean, obviously, we, you know, people noted that we worked with, um, a lot of like, you know, hype breweries in this um launch series, which kind of wasn't intentional. We just thought about breweries we really liked and didn't think of it in that way. But obviously they all went, you know, with IPAs because that's yeah. what they do best, that's what sells best. We gave them that uh you know, freedom. Freedom to do what they want. So this is really interesting. I don't recall having a Cascadian Dark House since uh the Flying Monkeys did one. Like I like I'm talking ten years ago. That was one of their okay. uh, Main beer, so I, I really just enjoyed the throwback name. Really cool. Well,
2: I mean, yeah, it, it's it's kind of like we have a penchant for historical references at Saint Baron. We do a lot of loggers. Um, I don't, I don't want to say we don't spend a lot of time on uh, name names for uh, our, our hazy stuff, our IPAs. Um, we do tend to go with sort of. Um, uh, tree references from the Pacific Northwest when it comes to our West Coast stuff, West Coast IPAs and whatnot. Uh, we like to keep it music sort of centric with our our haze, um, and we're our more, with our more traditional stuff, our loggers and what what whatnot. We try to really go deep into the history of the style and. Uh, and all that. But for link up I mean, the beer was going to be called Linkup regardless. Um, so we did th- this one with Simcoe, Zaka, and Chinook, I think. Uh, so we didn't go Cascade with this, but um, uh, we liked the softer sort of hop profile that came with this one. Mm. Uh, almost sort of in between a, a hoppy kind of American robust porter and a, and a black IPA, so we just decided to go throwback with this and go with Cascadian dark ale, uh, because we love our throwback. Yeah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> well said, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. This, is, this like, is
1: so good, it's great, right? this is really, really good,
0: really yeah. smooth, yeah, so super smooth. balanced, great chocolate multi presence, yeah, like I love that it. piney bitterness in there. But it's, um, it's not over the top, it's, it's like you guys are just like. You guys are amazing. There's nothing. You guys are so uh, in such a fantastic position as a brewery because there's like you do everything on a hype level. So it's sort of like you can't be pinpointed into into one like, Oh, you're the haze hype guys Oh, no. And then check out lagers or check out Porter is fire or yeah. Oh, you know all of that. It's, it's amazing. You guys just really uh, craft this stuff so exceptionally well, man. I, I love you guys. Before we even connected, like I was already heavily you're a uh, big fan. Fire, you know, yeah. I was already, because Chris is a friend, so I was already like excited for him to work something where he was amped, and I was like, okay, let's see, and everything has been A1 since the beginning, man, so love it, yeah. from your branding to everything, and and that is kind of why this was extra interesting to us when you came to us with the idea, which I'd love to get into, because i was already such a big fan of everything you did, we had a really great podcast uh, last, I think it was last, was it last year?
1: I was trying to find it.
2: It feels like a year ago,
0: probably. I think it was. Yeah. I, think it was. I think it was a year. It was episode thirty. We did seventy nine of that season, so it must have been in the first few months of, of doing that.
2: Yeah, that's oh, November Daniel, Number fourth. Daniel's first time on the podcast. Though. Yeah, yeah. Ever?
1: My oh yeah. Well, oh. hello. Cheers to that. <laughs>
3: the first, I guess. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
1: very happy that it's with you guys.
3: Yes. It's, yeah. a, it's
0: an honor. It is really great. And you know, there's no, no people we could have, uh, no better people we could have teamed up with for this. So I'd love to. That
1: was October 30th of
0: okay. last
1: year and it was um, Chris and Noah.
0: It was with Chris and Noah. Yeah. Okay. So yep. you know, this is, we should do it again, like in the fall as well, um, to sort of catch up And you know, yeah. like, like another three, four hour banger would be fun. Um, so let's get into like how link up started i think because that would be something that we sort of haven't really touched on in yeah. this series yet and this is perfect so do you want to maybe set the scene on what you guys had you know just bef- bef- leading up to the idea for link up when Sankiam began and you know what values that you already started with and your black is beautiful uh releases and stuff and then what led you to want to do something more which which is what this became
2: so, um, at St. we we took notice, obviously, of the, the Black is Beautiful ear movement. Um, wow. it, it was ways from, from the get-go, uh, and me talking with my partners, that was pretty, uh, uh, we were all pretty clear that we wanted, as a brewery, to be um, a factor for change, positive change. Uh, whether it be in our community, different causes, whatever. We feel like breweries hold um, hold a special place in communities, and and we can do certain things. Because of the business model is so unconventional, we can sort of say things or, or go different ways where other businesses don't necessarily dare to go. Um, and we took notice when Black is Beautiful started happening all over uh, North America mainly. I'm not sure if it... it Took off in Europe, but but, um, we we wanted to to sort of do something uh, in in regards to that, but we were very reticent, or we were very um, hesitant, hesitant of of doing anything that would seem or look like a cheap opportunistic marketing. That was. Yeah, it was our main concern we saw a lot of people sort of jumping on board and you know um we were just afraid it would be uh not not that it's a bad thing but you know i think of like the ice bucket challenge uh for for, for those old enough to remember that uh, <laughs> okay. i i don't know how many people ended up actually contributing to the cause but we were um We didn't want to jump on something just because it was trending, so to speak, and then not sort of back up our words. So it was something that was so um, such a sensitive topic, I think, for us that we were trying to be very mindful of how we were going to approach it and doing it the right way. Uh, So. Uh, just a flash in the pan, one-off, sort of black is beautiful. We're raising money. Then we're, we're, we're collecting those funds and, and throwing it back to the communities and say, you know, we did our part. Here's some money. Handle your stuff. Um, that's not really what what we saw as it, it was just too easy to sort of like look good, do something. And then so, so we, we actually sat long and hard. Uh, before deciding on, on doing the Black is Beautiful collaboration. I chatted with Chris a lot. Um, I was more standoffish with the whole thing. He was more pushing in terms of, hey, if, if, if anybody in Quebec should do this, it should be us. Because, you know, and he's talking to me, he's telling me, you know more than anybody that this is a cause near and dear to our hearts. And it's, it, it, there's a bigger picture at stake here. So we decided to join in the, uh, the Black is Beautiful effort. And uh, But we were pretty adamant internally that we wanted to do more. We didn't want to just sort of collaborate, do one beer, make it look good, and, you know, we're part of this, and then sort of right off into the sunset. Yeah. So, so we... So we, um, we worked with a local organization, and eventually we decided that, um, you know, we had realized all along there was a problem within our industry in terms of the, the, the diversity and representation. Um so we thought why not just push it a step further and and try to diversify our own industry you know so uh, any 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 problem that arises it always starts with you know home first and you got to take care of you, make sure you affect change around you so that then it can become sort of a uh, a growing thing so we thought that resources would be well spent in terms of the money we were raising because we actually did Black is Beautiful twice and then we gave it a double barrel treatment and released it a third time. So we thought we could use the, those funds to, to create something that would help diversify our industry which had pretty much a lot of the, 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 the same problems uh, that we see in a bunch of different places um so we decided to to launch this thing and uh we had immediately thought of you guys because we figured you know you guys might have faced and it, this was all and and just to give people a bit of context here we hadn't talked i think uh back then or if we did it was it was very little we did that podcast but i think this is pre-link up yes. um so we thought of you guys because we thought you know We might have, Danielle and I, gone to breweries, and and you guys have gone to a a, a lot of breweries as well, and we thought perhaps we'd experienced the same sort of, uh, not negative experiences necessarily, but we had sort of noticed the same things, and uh, so so it was something we thought we might have in common, so we got in touch and started working and jamming on the link-up idea. Mm -hmm. that's where it sort of all came about from. Uh, it it enli- initially came from the weathered souls, black is beautiful, uh, and then we decided to do something that was more sort of brewing industry centric mm-hmm. uh, in terms of diversifying our own industry. I love I, it.
1: I love that, yeah. and it's cool because Chris, sorry, Chris actually came to me and talked about longevity. That was like a big thing that Chris was talking about. Like, was that when we, we Yeah, when we came visited.
0: Yeah, you went there. We were there. You yeah.
1: Neither of yeah, you we were there. The one time. <laughs> and we we're just like, yeah, it was like right after I think it was July. I think it was July of last year. When
0: the cases went down and we were like Yeah, and we're All right. like,
1: Okay, we'll have, you know, we'll drink on this. It was the very here.
0: first time we we're drank out of something that wasn't from our house. Yeah. Was, for like yeah. six months at that point, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and it was beautiful. It was such a beautiful experience. Like your place is beautiful, but that was like a great conversation Chris had. Like what we're thinking about at Kim is like how do we make it not just this one instance, this one blip, but something yeah. that's longevity. So yeah, it's very, very cool. cool. You definitely followed through.
3: Yeah, and I think Jacob summed it up, like, really well. It was, like, we really respected the initiative of Black is Beautiful. We felt even if it was just to raise awareness and so people were aware, it was amazing to see how many breweries kind of took part of of that. But for us, because it was such a personal endeavor and such a personal matter, because you know, we're a biracial couple and, and we've been to so many breweries in Canada and United States and we've traveled like in Europe to visit breweries. And it was obvious every time we were going to these breweries, people were very welcoming and it's such a nice industry and people are very nice, but it was very, very obvious. That it was typically men and white men and bearded men and None of them didn't feel welcomed at all because I always felt welcome, but I was like, oh, we were having a lot of discussion of why is it like this? Like, why why is it more d- diversified? Is there something we could do? And then eventually the brewery happened and Cinque Baron opened, and then they did Black is Beautiful. And then I think it was just a matter of can we do something? And if, if now we're not doing anything like just starting from an an idea but if we're not taking this opportunity to try to see what else or what more we could do Mm -hmm. who's going to do it 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 needs to start somewhere and if you have like a good intention and and a good heart i feel like things are just going to organically fall through and then Mm -hmm. you can start small things to have a big impact in the end so i think it's just it's just an, an amazing opportunity and and if it's inspiring other breweries or other industry even like to to try to have an impact on their own industry and make it very welcoming, very inclusive and in 2021 like there's no excuse not yeah. to be like very welcoming and inclusive we we, we just want to be part uh, and have like an impact in what we can do in our industry and even further from that.
1: Yeah, no beautifully said. Yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. I I was just thinking about something. And also because um, I am speaking, you're the first black woman that we're having the series that we're speaking to aside of myself being on here. And I'm just curious. And because you go through to the breweries, black is beautiful was very interesting in Quebec when, looking at ontario so like ontario had like much more of an uptick of like people participating and then in quebec we know in the end i think we had like three a new one came out this week from alafruit oh yeah which is awesome so alafruit so we're at four We're we're at four, and I'm just curious on your perspective as like, and maybe this just sets groundwork and understanding for people as Mm. to like maybe a little bit of perspective on Quebec, as to why maybe you think there wasn't as much of an uptick on something like Black is Beautiful here Mm. as there would be in a place like Ontario or in the U.S.
2: It's, okay. it's a great
1: question.
3: Yeah,
2: it's a really, yeah. really good question. Uh, yeah. it, it's tough to answer. I can't, yeah. you know, I, I, I feel like we can't answer for an industry, right? We can't, mm-hmm. we can't answer for other breweries. Um, I discussed this with Chris a little bit, and uh, his thinking was that perhaps the language thing was. Um, was a bit of a barrier for some breweries in Quebec, which you know, in all fairness, it, it might have been. We operate out of, of uh, Elmer, Quebec, which is right across the bridge from Ottawa. We're right on the border of Ontario and Quebec. We're very bilingual in this area, so that that might have something to do with it. Because I believe out of the, the three initial breweries, Alafu now now uh, participated. Uh, And I think some, their beer, their Black is Beautiful is available in Montreal. in some of the stores where a link up is available at the moment. So you can actually buy Ah, at the same time, which is kind
1: of
2: cool. Look at that. For for, for doing (laughs) that. Yeah, La Canette uh, promoted that on their social media. Um, So, so I don't know. It's, it it might be a language barrier thing. We don't have that same sort of relationship I feel with language in, in in. Especially mm-hmm. in Elmer, because it's it's not half English, half French, but it's pretty close, you know, considering uh, other uh, municipalities in Quebec. Um, yeah, but Canada did a version on tap, so there were actually two Gatineau breweries to uh, to join in the effort. Um, so in that sense, maybe that makes uh, that makes sense. That's why I started a little on. bit. So I, yeah none yeah, so in montreal i was like sir john is the other one so that's interesting months. yeah yeah, 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 exactly. yeah so. is not too far from Gat. no it's about an, an hour an hour and 15 minutes away um so i don't know that that might have something to do with it mm-hmm. um but beyond yeah. that I, i'd hate to speak for other breweries uh and you know, who knows, they might partake and link up instead because it speaks to them more. And because it is more, it doesn't hail out of Texas. It actually hails out of, you know, Montreal where you guys are and Elmer yeah. where we are. And yeah. And now it's spreading, spreading all over the place, you know, with, with breweries in Ontario taking part and uh and we're hoping different breweries in Quebec taking part as well. So yeah. uh we're trying to make this as not local as possible because it is a national problem, it is an international problem. Um, so yeah, tough, tough answer, uh, tough question. Tough to tough. <laughs> uh, that covers it.
1: No, I think it's fair. I think language could definitely have uh, something to do with it because Quebec is more broken up, I guess, in the end, like we're Anglos. Yeah. For example so it's like a different we live a different experience i guess you could say it's as true. well so yeah like where we weren't in ontario you just live in you like there's no separation for anything
0: so. at least by language sure. i'm sure there's whole communities that um we don't even know exist here because we don't speak the la- same language so we don't really communicate i noticed like yeah. in the hip-hop scene like the the, coming in here in the Anglo scene, there's a whole French scene that I didn't even know about, really. Like, they, they, yeah, don't, they, didn't, they yeah. didn't come to our shows. We didn't go to their shows. Like, it's it's very segmented in yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say, even to even step back just a second, because I feel like that maybe with Link Up, people are discovering it, and they're like, you know, maybe they haven't seen people like Crowns and Hops. They haven't seen Black is Beautiful. They haven't seen Ren uh, Navarro talking about all of this type of stuff. And they might be like, what do what we even talking about here. Um, I, I was wondering if anyone had any thoughts on maybe why, but basically the for people who don't know, there is a very, as, as uh, you guys explained, there's a big, you know, you look inside a brewery and it very rarely represents what the world outside the brewery looks like. Not only that, but if you, you know, in certain areas, I, I can only probably speak to the States even more than here, but you go to certain areas and there is basically no craft beer available, and typically those areas would have to be where a lot of minority populations reside. They, you know, they're not even really serving the opportunity to purchase craft beer at a at, at a convenience store level type of thing. Um, I was sort of curious if anyone had any thoughts, just to paint the picture for people who are sort of don't really understand the the, the problem we're trying to solve in beer. Is you know maybe why do you guys think that? Um, Tall three. Of you, why does anyone think that? Um, craft beer hasn't really penetrated other communities like it has the white community. And you know, what? if there, if there are any barriers mm. specifically to that uh, discovery, which is really what it comes down to. It's all about discovery and showing people that these flavors exist and these flavors are for everybody. And the more people we have involved in it, the more interesting the industry is gonna be. Um, yeah, do you guys have any thoughts as to maybe why we are such a, a monoculture currently?
3: It's, it's actually part of the discussions that we had between ourselves, Jacob and I, uh, trying to see why is it like this? Like what led it to be like this? And I was trying to see even like when I was growing up and with my own family and, and my cousins and brothers. Like, and I was like, they drink beer, but I don't think they're aware of the craft beer industry. Like they, they know beer like macro breweries, not micro breweries, mm-hmm. and uh, I, we were trying to see like why is that? Why is it like this? Like, is it because it's just an industry that started and then it, it evolved and now it's being super popular? And I don't know if it's as it grew, it was typically white men that that owned the breweries and that that were interested in that business, and then the marketing itself interested as a particular group of people, not. I don't think it was intentionally done in a way to be excluding anyone, but I think that just by having similar people being interested in the craft beer industry, it made it now being this massive industry where it can be a little bit intimidating. Yeah. Intimidating. Intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> for for people to to feel that it's, opening and welcoming because as I said earlier, every time we were going to a brewery, I always felt, once I was in, I always felt that people were so nice and so welcoming and the beers were so good and so delicious. And I I learned about beer when I met Jacob, like we've been together for six years. And before I met him, I didn't know much about beer. I thought I didn't like beer because I only knew about the macro beers. And then when I, 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 because of Jacob, like it made me taste all these mi- microbreweries and and lambic styles and all these different styles of beers that I was I wasn't even aware existed, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is delicious. But why, why isn't the word? around with more people like why why isn't it, isn't it getting around to everyone so everyone is aware I think now in 2021 it's more uh, there's more awareness because it's just such a more popular industry and now we're kind of facing the after effect of an industry that started maybe um like as and at a smaller scale and that grew very rapidly with a particular group of people that were interested initially and now it's just catching up and Mm. and making it more available to everyone and so everyone feels that it is welcoming and and we can change the industry it doesn't need to stay like this it can Mm -hmm. evolve as any industry Um, and you mentioned like you referenced rap and i think there's a lot of subculture in every, uh, every kind of field that they start very small and then they grow like very, very rapidly. And it happens organically, but it still feels like it's a little bit of a subculture. And then it may be a little bit harder for others to feel included in that subculture. So now the bear industry is definitely not a subculture. I think it's massively... massively um popular but i think it's just a catching up that needs to happen now
2: it's still very geeky though as as an industry and i feel like any subculture that that gets deep into that geeky level and i say this with the the most affection possible you can, you know, give out to that term. Uh, but, but any industry or subculture that's very, where people are very knowledgeable, Mm -hmm. I think is going to automatically become a little bit intimidating for anybody to enter. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so, so, so I see that as a bit of a barrier. I think possibly Danielle touched on something that I had actually never thought about. So thank yeah. you, <laughs> but that it it grew so rapidly, yeah. and uh, you know I think we uh, owe a, uh, we owe a lot to you know probably bearded white men for making that segment of beer grow so much so rapidly. It it just blew up, mm-hmm. and just everybody was was showing up, and um, you know. Yeah, I I certainly didn't see the racism, but but I I wouldn't see it either because I'm the demographic that was sort of targeted by many of those those breweries Um, visiting with Danielle and and getting her feedback on, you know, once we when we were coming back from breweries from all around the world um, was that, you know, it's noticeable. Uh, it's not that it's not well welcoming, but it's noticeable, mm-hmm. and eventually it sort of becomes, sort of, just homogenous, and and it, it becomes something that's you know okay. This is for for for, for white men basically, and uh, so link up was was uh, we saw. We saw something that you know. In in traveling to different countries, you understand that you know there there's a big uh, there's a big seg- segment in Jamaica. Uh, Tiffany, you you know that I'm sure drinks stout and, and Guinness is like a big thing there and dragon stout is a big thing there and people don't necessarily know about it or um or you know i have uh, friends of uh, of congolese descent and you know they're again an, another uh, pretty sizable stout market uh, mm-hmm. that you wouldn't necessarily know about so i i think beer is very present in in a lot of different cultures but the craft beer industry sort of got really closed up and really geeky, really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think, just like anything that's that becomes popular culture, um, the industry needs to sort of catch up with the world outside of it today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't think that it's not open. Uh, it's not open to it. That hasn't been my experience. I don't want to speak for, for Danielle, but I, I don't think it's been her experience either. No. But the diversity was definitely lacking in every country and in almost every group we've visited. So mm-hmm. so it's noticeable that there is really a lack of diversity in the industry. And, and, and we thought that, that with this effort, we could make it a bit more uh, a bit more inclusive and welcoming, and, and sort of um, pass on the, the knowledge and share it, sharing information, and, and uh, so we ju- we just thought it was a great opportunity to do that, and uh, and so we decided to just do it along with you guys and uh, and a few other people from Saint Vavo. There you go. I love it.
1: Um, and I want idea. to yeah add on that too. I think some issues as well that are present is, like, if we look at the general makeup of, like, the way the system overall works, there are, like, systemic inequalities that can prevent certain types of people from accessing capital, and opening a brewery is so capital-intensive. So we see this in the brewery, and that's one thing, but you can see it with other things in terms of, like, There was like, and I only know like numbers like this because of another program we're working on. But like, even when like businesses were getting like PPC loans and all these loans in the US, I think like 1% of them were black. Venture capital investments, it's like 1% to 1% to 3% are black. So it's like there's the capital is also an issue. And then when you think about that and couple it with that, a lot of the times, and it's not even by, it's not normally intentional, but people tend to hire people who look like them because you might That's be in an interview, and the same thing you're saying with the the beer geeky thing, that you know, like someone comes in, and maybe they're just not going to hit off in the same way because they're just applying for the job as like, cool, oh, I saw this brewery ad, and I'm going to apply. Where like I might have this great conversation with someone because we're nerding out over IPAs, and then I end up hiring that person. So, yes. I think that that is what affects, which is why LinkUp's great, right? Because mm-hmm. in the end, we're trying to introduce people into the industry for this reason, and like open up breweries to like a wider pool to pull from. Yep but i think the the hiring practices and then the hiring trickles down to like okay you just have your white man who got the money because you might have more access to capital then you hire the white guys and the white guys bring their friends and then it just is this thing that continues to be just white it gets reflected I mean,
2: the systemic racism is rampant in many industries, including the brewing industry. It's, it's everywhere. Uh, so that's that's a more uh, fundamental problem, I think, yeah. in our society, which then translate into our industry and many other industries. Yeah. Um, but that's why we tried to, instead of just throwing money of, you know, fundraising and throwing money uh, to different different organizations, we thought, well, why not? just try our hand at, at bringing forth positive change uh, within the industry. And because we're working in it, we feel we're in a position to hopefully uh, try to stimulate that change. And so far, uh, we're happy to say that the response has been so good. We've, we've held yeah. our first... Uh, our first applicant in, applicant interview uh, yesterday, uh, which went really well, and we've got more uh, set up for uh, for the coming uh, coming days and weeks. Um, so we just felt like like you know the, the brewery needed uh, uh, needed the brewing industry needed some change, and we it's not happening fast enough. This thing is, this movement is blowing up quickly yeah. and, and we just want to sort of uh, make sure it represents the world out there as it sort of grows uh, because it should It really should. It's for everyone to enjoy. Um, you know, everybody, as we say in, in, uh, in our material with link up, everyone's welcome to participate in the industry. There's room for everyone. Um, so, so we, we decided to try our hand at, at, with, yeah. along with you guys to uh, to try and stimulate that change and, and bring on positive change to in the industry.
3: I yeah, it. and just to add to that, I think the great thing is that nowadays, like it's easy to get a message around. This is not something that, that is overcomplicated. Like mm-hmm. everyone can, can do their own thing, like even that's great. Like there's a link up platform, but any brewery owners, anyone who works at a brewery, anyone who listens to this and has never been maybe to a brewery, or you can share these things. You can share links. You can share the information, and and we can all be an act of change by doing our own small thing. Like it doesn't need to. <laughs> huge thing. Um, but I think that the fact that we're now in a day in, you know, in this area or era of time where messaging can be broadcasted very rapidly, it's not too late. It's so, it's really not too late. Super optimistic that, you know, by having some small changes, it's going to lead to bigger changes. And and I'm super optimistic that the, the industry will someday be reflective much more than what it is right now and I'm just thinking about women in the beer industry as well because initially like six years ago when we would do these huge two-hour lineups to go get those IP beers, <laughs> were really, it was really only white men <laughs> and now like I look at people that come to the brewery like it's so much more diversified like there, we see like lots of women like mm-hmm. women groups come in and and I we were not seeing that before so I think like Change can happen, and I'm, I'm sure that someday we'll see that with, you know, multiple people from different uh, origin and background coming in, enjoying the beers because it is delicious. You, if you think you don't like beer, you'll find a, at least one style of beer that you like for sure, and it's gonna just gonna trigger that interest and 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 generate the, you know, um, and, and an engagement in the beer community and the beer industry because I think microbreweries are really community focused as well like they're a big part of their own community and that's where it starts like mm-hmm. your own community so yeah.
0: it's so yeah. true and, and i guess for people to also you guys made such phenomenal points this is great um the, the final thing i want to just add on top of that before we maybe get into a bit more of the, the details of uh what Link Up is how it works um like some people might be like okay but like who cares like what what difference does it make if craft beer looks like the outside world well if you're into craft beer and right now in Canada, it's what 5% of the industry. And in the States last I heard it was about 12%, but it might've changed with seltzers and these other, these other categories that are actually chipping away at craft beer. If we want it to grow and you know, craft beer nerds or craft beer noobs want to, excuse me, go to a restaurant or just go somewhere and be able to find really great craft beer wherever they are in order for that to grow. We need more people to be interested in it. We need to have more market share. And it's not gonna necessarily commercialize it, but it's gonna it's going to make sure that it's available everywhere. And when we bring in people with different perspectives, we're gonna have different taste palates. Maybe there's gonna be different ingredients. The beer itself is gonna change. Yeah. you know There'll be maybe a brewery that's owned by people from India and they'll have this whole theme. Maybe they have this cool food that matches all these different spices that are in the beer. And then you've got this whole that's community crazy. that yeah. looks like everybody outside in this dope brewery owned by these Indians. And I'm like, yo, this is amazing. And that's the type yeah. of thing we don't have.
2: Yeah. I've been thinking about an imperial sweet stout for the longest time that uses sugarcane aged yeah. in Bako rum <laughs> barrels yeah. just to make it extra, you know, Hispaniola, Haitian flavors. And, Love and, that. If you don't talk to everyone and and not everybody's sort of exchanging information, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily understand how to put those flavors together or, so or that they those exist numbers. or that they even exist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah. Not,
2: yeah. so it's uh, it opens up not only. I mean not only is it the right thing for us to open up, the brewing world to, you know, people who I think look like my wife, who look like my friends, who look like, you, you know, who look like the world around us. Um, but but it's also a way for breweries to sort of open themselves up to a world of different ingredients mm-hmm. and fermentation techniques. And, you know, it's a, it's a big wide world. There and and everybody has got bits and pieces of it and information and there's good stuff going on everywhere and and I we think certainly that we all we all gain from from sharing that stuff and and creating stuff that's more inclusive so that we can all share it together. Um, Sorry, I
1: laughed because yeah. I thought you said it's a big white world out there. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like Jacob. That's not well, the world well, we're well, trying well, to go well, here. Well, <laughs> we're trying to have yeah. a different coverage. <laughs> it's
0: actually yeah. not because <laughs>
1: it's not that was just really i was like oh what oh <laughs> technology uh, yeah so then okay
0: this is perfect so i think you, we all summed it up pretty well yeah for people who might have just been wondering why it's important why, so yeah. as far as link up you know for people who might have seen us on social and we've talked about it and and put the information out there i think there might maybe maybe people don't really understand how sort of how it works so i don't know do you guys want to maybe we'll just run through the general way i mean right now we're To be transparent, we're kind of building the plane as we're flying. Um, All of us are are very busy people. Um, We don't really have nonprofit experience, but we know that, you know, we know enough about how to get this going, um, you know, to make sure that we're tapping into the right people. We know this is the right thing to do, that we have the resources, the leverage, the, the platforms already between us all to do that. Um, and the passion, you know, we're all fitting it into our lives. So we're doing the best we can uh, for people who don't know. So there's Jacob and Danielle on the Sankey M side alongside Chris from Hops and Bros. You guys have seen on here many times who we've referred to today. And uh, Stephen as well, who's handling all the uh, boring but extremely important <laughs> admin, finances, all of that stuff. So we are a registered nonprofit uh, company with a board of directors with all of us on here that we, we will be adding to, so it's a legitimate company that is through the Quebec and federal government uh, that we are, you know, and we're taking this very, very seriously. We have Tiff and I out here, so it's really the six of us that are working on this day to day, you know, whilst we're doing our multiple other projects that we all have. Um, so, for as far as sort of how it's working, what we have an idea right now. I don't know who would be best to. Do, to describe sort of the general way that it, that it works. I mean, maybe Danielle's is taking care of the applicants and making sure, you know, she's going to be interviewing everybody and, and taking care of that. Jacob's doing all the brewery partnerships, doing all the design, uh, and I are sort of doing social media marketing, I'm doing all the comms, the general, you know, communicating with people, bringing those things in and then who do they need to go to? Chris is doing videography, photography, bringing in a few leads with his brewery contacts. So you know between us we've we've all got it all pretty sorted. So who who would like to maybe just explain how the pro how the program can work for both potential applicants of you know that are, that identify as BIPOC just to be very clear we I think we have had some people that maybe didn't understand that's what it was and applied and not realizing that it is a we are trying to um only focus on people who identify as BIPOC which is black indigenous people of color. Um
2: in the industry. And maybe, you know, maybe if whoever wants to take that. Well, I think it's a link up is a, is a bit of a, uh, and I think we're realizing this all of us as we move along, but, uh, it's, it's a complex solution to a complex problem. Uh, I think, um, so we're trying the initial goal and, and the goal is still to try to look for any and every way, to try to bring change to the brewing industry in, in in terms of diversifying it, so we looked at a bunch of different ways based on our knowledge of the industry and based on conversations we have with we had with people and still have uh, with people of uh, visible minorities to understand what their challenges might be in whether it be with the brewing industry or anything else. Uh, But in this case, we try to make it as brewery industry centric as possible. Um, And in in talking, having talks amongst ourselves and in talking with different people, we sort of break it, broke it down into three different sort of pillars, if you will, of of link up. So one of the first things we'd come up with was, um, we thought uh, the Cicerone program, and for for the people who don't know what the Cicerone program is, and I'll try to keep this as, as short as possible, uh, mm-hmm. is that it's 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 the equivalent of a beer uh, beer sommelier. For what a sommelier, what a, a Cicerone is to to beer, what a sommelier is to wine, basically. Um, So, so Cicerone is an organization, they're based out of Chicago, but they have international recognition for their uh, beer certification program. Um, So we were fortunate enough to create a partnership with them. Uh, They offered uh, vouchers and they've helped us out with visibility and whatnot. Uh, for people who are curious about the beer industry, we thought that the Cicerone program would be sort of a good segue into. Um, um, I'm lacking. The, I'm not finding the word in English, but to, uh, to to further your your beer knowledge or to really push your beer knowledge further than than what it is you know initially. Mm-hmm. That said link up is not designed to bring in people with actual knowledge of the brewing industry we're trying to bring in people in the industry that are curious about the industry that find it interesting that might you know be crushing on it from the outside looking in but because it's such a nerdy sort of, I mean, people know their hops. you got people showing up at the breweries. What hops are in there? Oh yeah. I love that. Like people really know their shit nowadays, Mm. which is really cool, but it can also be really intimidating as well. Um, So, so, so the Cicerone thing is one thing. And based on what I just said, uh, an apprenticeship program was the other thing that we put in place. um, And that's the one where I feel it kind of goes really wide because the brewing industry is not just brewing it's not just serving beer Mm -hmm. it's 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 pop farms, it's malt farms, it's media, which is what you guys are doing. Uh, so it's a bunch of different things. It's it's a full industry. Um, and we didn't want to limit the program to people who only wanted to brew beer. We wanted to include all of those different facets of the brewing industry. Because as you said, if, if, if you order a beer... Uh, there, there's hop growers, there's malt growers, there's there's the media, and 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 everyone can sort of participate in those different facets of the beer industry. So you could end up drinking a hundred percent, you know, sort of visible minority made beer it it, it 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 reaches far out we go to restaurants we like to know where our where our, our meat comes from our veggies yes. come from it's the same thing a lot of times with the brewing industry and there's tremendous um uh, uh, sort of contributions that can be brought not only on the production side of things, not only on the front of the house where it becomes very visible that you're inclusive, but really everywhere in the brewing industry. Uh, so, so that mm. facet is, is what we call in in the uh, in the effort is apprenticeships. So people might not necessarily know a lot about beer, but if they're curious enough to find mm-hmm. out. Love to sort of take part in this industry, then then link up is there to sort of interview, chat with them, and then see how we can sort of link them up with. Uh, with uh, always it just works. Always, I just say no <laughs> when, we're doing, when we're doing serious stuff, it gets cracks are up. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> but, but linking up people who are interested and curious uh, in the industry to sort of, um, dig deeper into it and see if, if, you know, it's just curiosity. Is it a passion? Is it, we'd hate for, for, for intimidation or not intimidation, but being intimidated to be a barrier into the brewing industry. So that's what that sort of, um, facet of the program aims to, to, to sort of, of, uh, of, fix uh and the last one and having talks uh amongst ourselves and with uh different people of color um and the biggest thing and i can't emphasize this enough in order to bring on real change the most important thing is to listen right uh so we did that i feel with link up before we launched it and why it took a while because we've been working on this mm-hmm. for like <laughs> this, uh, <cameo. laughs> There's that, Um, uh, was uh, a lot of things that came up in in those discussions were um, people were telling us that no industry is really going to change until we get people of visible minorities in in position of ownerships, Mm because that's when the change starts to happen. And so we decided to add that to the link up program as well, which is a larger endeavor, because if we are working with someone, if the link up program uh, uh, eventually, and I hope it will work with someone to open up their own operation, whether it be, you know, a brewery, hop farm, whatever it is, um, it it is a larger undertaking. We know that from having gone through it ourselves to open up the brewery, but the link up program is there to help out financially um, the, in the best way we can, but also in terms of the networking, building business plans, uh, approaching financial institutions. So all of this stuff that we've been through and that knowledge that we can pass on to people who are interested, um, then we we want to help do that as much as possible um, so so it's a complex program it's hard to explain we did you know throw a lot of it in there to sort of um, encompass uh, as much of the industry as we could mm-hmm. but those are the th- Pillars, I feel, of the link up program, um, where we can best direct—not direct, but but place people in positions where they can actually find their passion and find the actual facet of the industry that they're interested in, and not just you know, oh, this is it do you like it, do you not like it, yes or no, move on or, or stay with it. There, it's actually a more complex industry, and we want to expose that as much as possible so that we can bring in as, as many people as possible to help diversify it at all levels. There you yeah. go. I love it.
0: Love so it. That, that summarized the rule of the rule, applicant stage for sure. Um, you guys would have also seen, obviously we're doing all these interviews with all of our, what we call our partner breweries. And we have obviously partner companies across all the different industries that Jacob spoke about there from uh, the hop farms and um, yeast labs. And, and work. we're working on getting partners in every different uh, segment of mm-hmm. craft beer in all different places. It's going to take us some time. Canning. didn't we talk? Canning. About, we're talking yeah. to talk canning. Yeah. Yeast, malt, yeah. Mm-hmm. hops, um, yeah, media, all that type of stuff. Now, we're doing how do we get money how do we get the money to pay for for people while well, we're doing these launches obviously when jacob uh, uh, and danielle approached us about doing this you had the funds that sankiam had raised independently from the back is beautiful beer which gave us a real great head start i think that's a fantastic uh, situation to be in and then we are continuing to raise money. People can actually donate via our website, linkupbeer.org. You can actually just donate if, if you feel so inclined. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, as we do these collaborations, we have done the six-week. This is week five of six um, with, uh, with the, the, the breweries to start with. And we're going to be doing that at the moment. We're going to do it every quarter with uh, six breweries. Six different breweries, we're planning out the Q4 2021 one right now, which is looking fantastic so far. We're super excited about that. And then those breweries will actually donate part of the sales from our um, from those beers that they released to link up, which allows us to fund the applicants in the apprenticeships that Jake was talking about, so on and so forth. The uh, For the breweries themselves who become partners, they actually will commit to not only giving you know donating the money from that but also becoming partners so that they can accept apprentices or just jobs you know offer opportunities Mm -hmm. to our applicants of color who want to come in and we want to make sure they're in the industry and you know particularly it's extra there's an extra commitment i think from the breweries who work with us because they have gone over and above and created the beer and put it out there and put their brand behind it which is extremely valuable for us and we are like immensely appreciative of you know, all of the support we've had so far, which has been exceptional as, as you're saying, the response has been amazing. Um, now the, so that's the brewery side. Now what we realize, like I said, we're building a plane as we're flying it. There are people who have reached out to us who aren't necessarily new to the industry, which is, uh, you know, the main aim is to bring in, hey, you're not familiar with this, please come in, you're welcome. Look at this, Look look what, look at the opportunity. Some people are already working. In the industry, and we've had people reach out. But hey, we're looking for opportunities, and I, I imagine it's okay to say this now, being that we're moving into this next phase. But we decided as a team that we think we'd like to also add a job board section to link up, so that we can essentially just kind of be the middle people to plug folks in with jobs. So I wanted to mention this, and maybe you guys could could uh, expand on it. But just wanted to put the call out to any breweries or any sort of beer adjacent. Uh, you know, companies to send us, start sending us um, their uh, job availabilities because that's something we're going to be creating very, very soon because we want to be able to offer these opportunities to people to, to just really like plug in and get directly, you know, connected with job opportunities that, uh, you know, they don't have to go through the program. It could just be, yeah. we're just offering that, exactly. and, you know, and then when we have candidates, it allows us to reach out to those breweries be like, hey, someone comes to us mm-hmm. wants a job. And we're like, oh well, we've got these X number of breweries. Where, where are you based? All right, cool. Let's see. And they'll have the interview with Danielle. So I don't know if you guys want to expand on that, or maybe just the the, the process for people for the applicants and how that kind of works. I just want really people to understand what we're doing. Yeah. Do applicant wanna... side,
1: I was like, uh, I'll leave for Danielle. Yeah. On the applicant <laughs> side. In the applicant side. So
3: so I think you send it really well, uh, Craig and Jacob. Um. So if you want to apply to the link up program, like there's a form that you can find on our website. Uh, It's really just to get to know you get to, it's not an intimidating form at all. Like it's really to get a sense of what are your interests. As you said, some people have already some experience or a definite interest in the beer industry, but you don't need to have experience either at working at a brewery or even like in the craft beer industry. If you're just interested in, partaking in the beer industry, you fill out the form and then likely me, will be connecting with you uh, to do uh, an interview. But it's it's not like, a I say interview, but it's more like a meet and greet. <laughs> it's just like chatting session to really see like, what are the interests of the person and what type of support we think we could be offering uh, and using, utilizing the network, the great connections that all of you have Uh, being part of the beer industry for so long um, and trying to connect people who have an interest in either working, having an apprenticeship, um, having some mentoring with breweries that are close to where they live so they can really get to know and that there's a sharing of of uh, knowledge and of opportunities between the local breweries and the applicants. So I think like that's just like the baseline. Um, And then as you said, like this is a new endeavor. So of course, we're gonna learn from this. We're gonna adapt as much as possible. Uh, We're also uh, going to try as much as possible to get feedback from the applicants. later on and from the breweries too to see like it was this like helpful is is there anything else that we could do different to support the breweries and the applicants Mm -hmm. to make this as seamless as possible Mm -hmm. and as easy as possible Uh, I like that you shout out too like we do have participating breweries right now but of course like I think like we're all looking for the more (laughs) the more barrier. Um, and and it, it doesn't need to be complicated. I think like just as a starting point, uh, if a brewery knows that they have an opening, a job opening, and they feel that they want to do the right thing and start by diversifying their staff and the people that work at the brewery, we can be that platform where we can be connecting people that are looking for a job at a brewery to start and then learn about the industry through their own employment. So that's a great way to learn. Uh, I think like n- learning by experience and by being on, in the field is actually like a, one of the best ways to learn. And 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 maybe it's going to trigger that much of an interest that people are going to look at podcasts and listen to um, web series and and read about beer and, and geek on their own way or in their own way if that's something that they want to do. But I think like connecting people with possibly a job opportunity is where it starts. Diversifying the industry starts within the beer industry, within the beer the the beer themselves. And then I think it's gonna allow and encourage people coming to those local breweries that that are close to where they live. So
2: that's kind of it coming up. Yeah, Yeah. and just like to to go through like a regular application process, let's Mm -hmm. say, people would be directed to our website through social media, email, whatever they get in touch. They fill out a very basic application form form that's available on the website. From there, uh, one of us will get in touch with you. And then we'll set up an in, not in person, but in person video, whatever it's called nowadays, virtual (laughs) meeting interview, um, which we started doing uh, yesterday. And uh, just to get a better understanding of uh, what that person's looking for, uh, what their interests are, what's their geographical location. Send someone from Montreal to Toronto or vice versa. Yeah, uh, and, and then uh, we're hoping that in getting applicants in, that's going to also like breweries.
0: No, oh no. Why does it do this? He's in the middle of a bar. It'll come back. Hopefully. Yeah, this is this is great though. This is really good. Uh, I guess we just yeah, just tell him to dial back in again. Um, yeah, so maybe just until I want to let Jacob finish, but yeah, it's essentially exactly he's just talking the, the the process itself yeah you can call back. I'll let him finish, but the process is super simple and we just really wanted to position this and what I was trying to get at. I just wanted to you know everyone yeah, to yeah, know how simple it was to to get involved. There we go.
1: And Jacob was on oh, such a no. good run. It happened again. I know. It's okay.
0: It's okay. I know. They interrupted
1: Interrupted Jacob's run. He had a good, you know. He's on a
0: vibe. <laughs> it's okay. We can- I know.
1: I- Now he's like, oh, I'm just going to take a quick
3: bio break.
0: <laughs> Do you want to continue with what he's saying, maybe? Do you know where he was going with that? Uh-
3: uh, no, but I think like, it was it was kind of saying like a little bit of what I was saying too. So I, I think like, yeah, the, the goal is really to be able to connect people. It's really simple. So for anyone who wants to apply, that has interest, that knows someone that could be interested, it's really not complicated. We we just want to do the right thing and and try to pair people with the right path. So yes. depending if it's job opportunities, if it's a certain certification, if it's a formal apprenticeship, like we'll figure it out and as as more applicants come in as more breweries are participating and as our, as the network and the word gets around um, if there's if maybe this is going to evolve like if there's any other thing that we could do to support we i think we're all in this for the right reason and yeah. to really there's a change so so yeah. it's not a it's not a fixed program i think it's great that we have this this great platform and, and a, a great way to start this, this adventure, but it might
0: evolve with time as well. So for sure, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Did you want to finish your run at all, Jacob?
2: Uh, before <laughs> I don't know, I don't know where you guys lost me, <laughs> uh, but no, to, 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 to sort of um, uh, go through a regular application process, um, people can can go through the website. We can redirect them through the website. Uh, they can fill out a very basic form that sort of indicates what their interests are. We're just trying to gauge, you know, uh, people's levels of interest, what it is they're interested in in the brewing industry, where they're actually located, so that we can, you know, limit travel time as much as possible. Um, And I think what I was saying was that uh, uh, breweries sort of help us uh, kind of bring in applicants into different places, but by applying will also signify Mm -hmm. to link up that you're in this area and you're interested. So that might make us also reach out to a brewery in that area and sort of pass that further and it can sort of, you know, take a life of its own and be Mm -hmm. spread out. Uh, all over as as we think it should anyway. So um, yeah, so, so it kinda works both ways. And every time I talk about it, I, I try to tell people, you know, this might not be a Picasso from the jump, uh, because we have never done this, any of us. It's really, we're all really just doing this because we believe in the cause. And it's just something that we want to do um yeah. Yeah. so there there might be hiccups along the way uh luckily so far everything's been uh has been pretty smooth sailing uh yeah, for, I would say for, so.
1: yeah.
2: For a brand new project you know a few few things to iron out here and there but uh uh it's we're definitely giving it a, a very honest try and uh and and, and participants are going to help us sort of broadcast the effort further as well 100 percent
0: yeah i love it yeah with that, do we want to... Uh, Tiffany is the time master. We hit like so an we're, hour. Uh,
1: but we're over time. <laughs> no, of our thing. What, but what I, I feel like we can capture... What did you, you say? As expected. Yes, as, of course. Yeah, expected. I, that, yeah, yeah, I yeah,
0: really yeah. was like...
1: And it's fair. It's like our project together. So like... I knew fair this fair, one would know. be a little bit yeah. on the longer side because yeah. I
0: wanted to really just capture what it was about from, you know, from the four of us specifically and yeah. just really like get people to understand cuz the other ones were really talking about those breweries and what they you know had dealt with you know why they got involved in things like that where this is a different conversation you know it's why we started it and what we're trying to achieve and how it actually works cuz i don't know if we really had the opportunity in these episodes to explain it at, at you know have this full hour or so to really get you know get in deep and, and get yeah. into the meat of it to really understand because I feel like there, there might be uh, some folks who have questions who might not really understand what we're trying to do based on just the, you know, 20, 30 social posts and, and such that we've done. And, uh, you know, so like if anybody is interested, so just to reiterate that, so if you have any applicants who identify as PSC, please reach out to us via any of our social media. You know, we're on top of, I'm on it daily um, email. or email as well and uh you can, on the yep the form is on the website if you email you're not sure you know you want to know what's going on i'll point you to the form and then you'll go through that Danielle yeah, will then get in touch take it from there if you're a brewery who's interested who's just you know we've had a few breweries proactively reach out like all of the breweries we actually have uh in this next series have all proactively reached out or have had organic conversations and they're like yo i want to get down with that mm-hmm. and um it's beautiful like we're just as excited the next ser- series is fantastic and, and we're currently just, still focusing on Ontario and Quebec. These are our sort of home markets and it's easier to do that for now, but we do intend on expanding as Jacob was saying, I think we have two applicants who reached out uh, from the States that I think you need to speak to in areas that we hadn't dabbled in. I don't even know if any of us have contacts in that area. So then that might be some cold outreach that we'll move to from there, but nothing is, uh, everything is doable for this at the moment. So if you're a brewery who is intrigued by this, Shoot us a note, we'll talk to you about it. And if you're interested in getting down with even just saying like, hey, sign me up, I'll send you all the jobs. Or like, hey, if you've got someone who's interested in something, keep me in mind. I'm like, boom, fantastic. Uh, You know, that's really-
2: it's, It's a very open discussion and dialogue as well, I feel, with our applicants. Um, it's, it's nothing that's intimidating. It's nothing. You're not going to get asked questions that you won't know answers to or anything like that. I also like to mention for, uh, Because you guys are in Montreal right now. Uh, So if you have francophones or bilingual listeners, uh, we also did a a podcast on uh, our podcast at St. Baron, Le Deuxième Etage, uh, which uh, Christophe chatted with me for uh, for an hour, and we went long form into what LinkUp really is about. Uh, So if you have some francophone listeners or bilingual listeners that Mm -hmm. want to check out
0: check that out as well.
2: Uh, There's, you know, every time we chat about this, we touch on bits and pieces and and we try to give the, the sort of the big picture. Uh, But, but if you have questions, anybody has questions, reach out to us. Um, We're responsive. We're there. We're, 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 we're willing to do the work and uh, we're, it's a, it's a really open conversation and, and discussion that, that just needs to keep happening. So. 100%.
0: 100%. Couldn't agree more. Yeah.
2: Did anyone have any other final
0: thoughts before we wrap up that want to just uh, add at all? Very happy to be
1: doing this with you guys. That's yeah. my final That's thought. Story. Story. Story.
0: Right? <laughs>
3: Okay. Oh,
0: yeah. was my first podcast! what a great
3: experience with
1: <laughs> you guys oh, yeah, first I love podcast it. oh yeah all right all right yeah you're the
0: podcast queen
1: yeah
0: <laughs> no you guys are fantastic it's a genuine honor to be doing this with you guys like i said I, we were fans of you guys before we even connected and, and just to be working with this and we're all figuring it out together and you know it's it's a challenge at times but the vast majority of times been pretty smooth we're all pretty open no one is uh difficult. We're like, Hey, did this work? Uh, you know, we debate back and forth. All right. That makes sense. Boom. It's, it's been a genuine pleasure to yeah, work this out great. together and to build something that yeah. we all feel is, is, you know, is bigger than us. It's not about us. That's why we're really trying to keep all of our brands a little bit on the low. Some of the breweries early on mentioned them and mentioned all of us were like, I love you guys for doing that. It's really sweet. But you didn't, you know, we're just trying to like let this program speak for itself. And it's just really cool because yep. t- to work with people, like all you know, all four of the guys from you guys from the Sankey M team and us, and it's just been a, a genuine pleasure. And we're really finding the groove now, mm-hmm. and it's really mm-hmm. smooth to work. And, and we've got our we're really starting to figure things out. Even, and you know, as something like you guys were both saying, as something new comes in, we're able to easily pivot. The hey, there's a new need now. We need a job board, and now we can do yeah. that. So. You know, we're, we're super nimble and small team, but tight-knit. And, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's just really, really cool. And it's something that I know we are incredibly proud of. And I imagine you guys are all too. And it's only just yeah. beginning. And it's an exciting thing to be putting out into the world at a time where things are very divisive and, and kind of shaky and crazy. We're trying to do the opposite and, and bring some, you know, togetherness and, and, and inclusiveness with everybody and uh, just... You know, at the very least, if the world is crazy, let's make craft be a cool. You know?
1: There you
2: go. There everybody you know. And that's <laughs> all we can do. It's been uh, the adaptability of the team has been a testament to, I think, our commitment to the cause yes. and, and just really wanting to do the right thing and what we believe in. Uh, and I know speaking for us at Saint-Germain-Baron, we have a really stick-to-itiveness mentality Um, where, you know, for example some of the beers we came out with at first, lagers wouldn't necessarily stick and we were just like, that's that's what we believe is 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 our path and and we're going to bring sort of that same mentality with link up where it, it's it's not something that's going to go away it's going to keep happening and yeah. we encourage birds to reach out we're going to reach out to you guys as well and uh, and it's really a, a lot of fun and just to, if if I may touch on something else talk about the brewery collaborations we try to make it as fun as possible for breweries we want them to brew a solid beer that talks to them so they can they're welcome to brew any type of beer they want uh the artwork is up to them uh so every every brewery has their brand we don't want to impose a brand on uh, on anyone the only thing we ask is that they call a beer link up to sort of Uh, create that, 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 that link to the program and have the logo featured somewhere. It can be on the back of the can, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, But we try to make it as fun as possible for participants, applicants and participating breweries as, as well as for ourselves. So, uh, so we've been having a blast doing this with you guys for, uh, for the past several months and uh, we're going to keep at it. So, uh, so yeah, looking forward to the next block. It's been a, it's been a blast. Yes, it has. I love Amazing. It. I love it. Let, right.
0: Let's take the thumbnail, and then we'll do
2: the. Uh, oh, when yes. everyone.
0: will wrap up, and then we can say goodbye after. So, just if you guys one wanna... quick
1: photo for I, the. God, there
0: you go. You know the vibes. All right. Okay, <laughs> totally.
1: okay you're she ready.
0: ready get in there. Get in there. Get in there. Oh, that is Wonderful. Oh, stunning. love it.
1: Love it. Love oh, it. Thank
0: you. You guys That's are the best. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is a gorgeous photo. You guys are the best. Um, uh, yeah. Where can everybody find St. Quien Barron online, guys?
2: Uh, online, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, St. Quien Barron. Uh, our beers, you know, we try to come up with usually five different beers uh, at the brewery. I uh, don't want to make this a, 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 a plug for uh, for the brewery. That's no, not what it. it's about, but follow follow us at Psychem Baron uh, everywhere, and uh, come come visit us in Elmer. It's a beautiful town, um, mm-hmm. wonderful people, great restaurant scene. It's a really cool spot. So uh, come check us out in Elmer. There's a lot of cool things happening, and uh, and this is uh, this where this idea originated, Elmer in Montreal. So uh, uh, so we're linked up forever, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go Found finally yeah. yeah. for the well, anglophones complain, say hi if, if you're yes. interested you can talk to us at the brewery and and, and reach out we're we're interested in hearing from uh, breweries and applicants uh and and everyone really so uh yeah
0: absolutely and for the anglophones listening because i've had uh, i've been talking about obviously you guys a lot to different people particularly in ontario last week and they're like Oh, that's how you say it. 5
2: p.m., huh? So it's five. Oh, they're
1: probably like five e. Yeah. Five e Baron.
2: <laughs> yes. yes. It's easier than that. It's actually fifth Baron, if you want to translate. If you want to be it. Yeah. You're right. Actually, so, it so, uh, <laughs> we we include Anglophones because we have a large uh, Anglophone population in Elmer. Uh, so it's fifth Baron for Anglophones. Yes. yes. So so it's it's that's something. Yes, and
0: 5-E-B-A-R-O-N on social everywhere. Mm-hmm. for, the, yes. for those the social.
2: Yes. We use the French uh, version on the social, <laughs> so it's the number 5-E e and Baron so 5-E-B-A-R-O-N yes. on social media. Yeah, perfect,
0: because we always forget there's, there's also audio listeners who aren't seeing your T-shirt right now.
2: So
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes always forget to spell things out. There you go. Um, so, uh, yes, Everyone, thank you so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, mate, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell so you know where the new year drops. Follow us on social media at BaWiz Podcast. Also, follow LinkUp at LinkUpBeer everywhere. We're Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and it's social at LinkUpBeer.org. If you are interested in the program, if you have any questions, or DM us like we were saying on any of the social media. Um, we'll be back next week with the final link-up episode, and then uh, this season we will just be touched back in at the end of the year when we do the uh, next round. The next round of um, of uh, collaboration. So guys, stick around. We'll, we'll wrap up. But thank you so much for watching and listening, everyone. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. In, yeah. hey, Thanks, everyone.
2: guys. Chat
0: soon. Thanks.